Welcome to The Voice of Reason with Dr. Sonia Thompson of Arise Ministries International. Get ready to be strengthened with solid foundational truths inspired by the living word and changed by fresh revelation that will push you into a victorious life now. Welcome and thank you for joining me today on The Voice of Reason podcast. This is your host, Apostle Sonia Thompson. It's that time again for a sure, powerful, revelatory word for our Arise, Timothys and Sarahs. Listen in as Prophet Natalie Weston-Scow shares an on-time word from the Holy Spirit. Hello, my gorgeous people. Today I want to talk to you about a scripture that we hear often and it's in regards to people or other people when we're when we're walking with the wrong kids when we're walking with the wrong people right wrong friends i didn't mean to say kids i meant to say friends there's a scripture that i really for many years have enjoyed and it's in song of solomon 2 so if you'll go with me to song of solomon 2 in the new king james version let me know when you're there i'll tell you what we're gonna do the king james the new King James, sorry. We're going to do the new King James, but I also want to go to the message with this. So let's start at the new King James and I will read what it says. It says, catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vine for our vines have tender grapes. All right. Now go to the message version. And in verse 15, it says, then you must protect me from the foxes, foxes on the prowl. Foxes who would like nothing better than to get into our flowering garden, right? So now in listening, before you start this lesson, I want to make a suggestion that you go and log into or download Voice of Reason. And I want you to go to a episode on Voice of Reason that talks about your garden, that talks about um, you individually having a garden, okay? Because we're not going to get into that, but you got to go back and find that teaching. And when you do, you'll understand the part about the flowering garden. We all have a garden that we need to tend to, right? And it says, then you must protect me from the foxes, foxes on the prowl, foxes who would like nothing better than to get into our flowering garden. All right. What does that mean? What is God trying to say? What is he telling us in this? So if we have a garden, so say my life is a garden, right? My life is a garden. It can have weeds, so I have to pluck up the weeds. We're going to look at the weeds that sin, things that we do that we shouldn't do, that can contaminate our garden. Those are weeds. But what happens when we allow foxes, and we know that foxes can trample and damage things, right? Um, what happens when we allow foxes to spoil the vine, to come in and spoil the garden, to come in and destroy what where God is trying to build in your life, Right. Who are these foxes that we're talking about? And I want to talk to you about the foxes that spoil the vine. I want to talk to you about this. These are people in your life that the enemy is using to manipulate and destroy your perspective of God. And they do this by showing you other avenues outside of God that may not be helpful to your life. What are those avenues? Things like, oh, it's normal for a young man or a young lady to masturbate. 
That's okay. That's part of life. Somebody that tells you that, that's a fox. Somebody that says, oh, it's okay to lie. It's okay to have a little white line. That's okay. That's a fox. Seeking to destroy your garden. And what we do is because we're seeking to fit in and we're seeking to have friends, we start listening to what they're saying and we're like, okay, this has got to be, this got to be okay because they're doing it. Makes me think of something that happened just the other day where um, one of the kids is saying, you know, I saw somebody at the pool area and this is what they were doing. And they were, you know, shooting BBs back and forth and this, that, and the other. And that's what they were doing at the pool area. And so we can do that. And my husband said, okay, so that means that if there was another person walking in the middle of a highway about to get hit by a car, so that means we can do that too, because they're doing it. And the kid came back and said, no, exactly. Just because somebody else is doing something doesn't mean that it's allowed. Just because somebody else is doing it and getting away with it doesn't mean that it's not sin to God. Just because another kid or another teenager or another young adult is masturbating and that's how he gets off doesn't mean that it's okay for you to do it. Doesn't mean that God likes it. God considers that sinful. He considers that fornication. It's not okay. Just because another kid is lying to his mother, manipulating his father or anything like that, doesn't mean it's okay. Doesn't mean that God doesn't hate it. Do you follow? You understanding what I'm saying? And what happens is, is that we are always seeking. We are seeking to connect. God created us to connect with others. But sometimes because we don't know who we are, we seek to connect with others because we're trying to find out who we are. I understand that concept because we don't know ourselves by ourselves, right? It's we know ourselves through the lives of other people. However, it says in the Bible that we are to be like Jesus. So instead of seeking a friend that I need to be like, the only friend that you should be seeking to be like is Jesus. Well, why don't, why is it so difficult? Because you're looking for a tangible person. You're looking for somebody you can touch to be your friend. It's not the same. This is what I hear all the time. It's not the same because I, you know, my friends, I can talk to my friends. I can touch. Listen, I touch Jesus every day. I talk to Jesus every day. I talk to the Holy Spirit every chance I get. I don't care that people think I'm crazy. I don't care if people think I'm mumbling in the store. I'm talking to God. He's walking right beside me. He's my friend. Lucas had a really interesting question the other day when we were talking through this through and we were talking about this and actually it was several weeks ago not the other day we were talking this through and I, I just said you know um, and Lucas said you know mom I, I'm I'm getting tired of losing friends and I understood where he was coming from I'm getting tired of losing friends and I said well I don't think God makes mistakes. When he extracts people from our lives, I don't think it's a mistake. I think that God is protecting us when he does that. There's a prayer that I pray and it's God, remove those that you have not put in my life. If you didn't put them in my life, I need you to take them out. Because I don't want to be in uh, in union, in relationship with anyone or anything that isn't had wasn't put in my life by God. 
Why is that? Because if there's any relationship that I, I'm, I'm in or involved in that wasn't put there by God, there's no mercy. There's no grace. That's a hard relationship. It's going to be really difficult. May even destroy your life. How is that? How is that going to destroy my life? This is what Lucas said. Lucas said to me, right? And I understand. I understand. I lost a lot of friends along the way in my journey with Jesus. I've lost a lot, you know, but, but really it wasn't a loss. It was a gain because what I did was I lost a false identity and I gained a real identity of who I am in Christ. Now who I am in this friend. Do you understand what I'm saying? This fox in my life. So Recently, there's been some changes in our lives where we've had some more, you know, people removed from our life. And I get it. And 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 so Lucas's question was very genuine. We keep losing. I keep losing friends. I don't understand this, that and the other. And I said, you know, was that person really a friend? Let's really work that out. Was it a friend? Did that person call you on a day to day basis, maybe even once a week? No. Did that person reach out to you and ask you if they could pray for you, if they could, if there's anything that you needed help with or assist? No. Did that person help you get closer to Jesus? No. As a matter of fact, that person led you further away from Jesus. Yeah. And some of the things he was doing. Absolutely. So now I ask you, is that a friend? Would you say that's a friend? Would you say that's a relationship? Right. We are who we hang with. We become like who we hang with. So then uh, Lucas posed another great question. He said, but mom, I love Jesus and I'm a follower of Jesus. And he said, what if my life can be a witness to him? Yeah, he's my, he's not my friend anymore. And listen, this is a great question. What if he had a great question? He said, what if I could be a witness to him, a witness of the goodness of God, a witness of what it's like to follow God. And then, and here's the thing. I thought that was great. And I think that's true. You can be a witness, but hold up a second. Okay. Because you can't be a witness to somebody who's not looking. You can't be a witness to somebody who's not really there to observe your life. Because then how are you witnessing? If somebody is in your life and the only thing they care about is you coming to their side, then how are you a witness of God? How are you a witness of Jesus? You can't witness to somebody who's not interested in changing their life. You can't witness to somebody who's not interested in becoming a part of Jesus's life or having Jesus become a part of theirs. You cannot witness to somebody like that. They're not there for that. I'm asking you, how do you witness to that? Because this is where we get in trouble, right? And here's my, here was my response to God. I mean, and to Lucas, excuse me. This was my response to Lucas because Lucas, like I said, he had a great question. He said, what if my life can be a witness? And then I, and then he said this, he said, what if I can change him through my life? And I said, when did you become God? That's God's job. See, it isn't our job to change people, to be a witness is not to be a change agent. We're not a changer of people's lives. To be a witness means that people are observing my life. They're watching you and your life with God. And they're saying, hey, I want some of that. That's a witness. When we have to sign legal documents, okay, and they need this person and this person, they say, okay, we're going to need a witness to sign here, right? How would you like it if that witness started to tell you what to do with the papers? 
Is that what they're there for? Are they there to change your mind on not to sign the papers? No, they're just there to witness the fact that you signed it. You understand what a witness is? Right? It means that we're simply there to see, to observe something, to make a statement that says, apostles, in Jesus' time, they were witnesses to the miracles of Jesus. Right? You think they went to Jesus and said, Jesus, don't heal this one, heal this one. They didn't tell Jesus what to do. But they witnessed what he did. So we understand what a witness is, right? So we are not. So the enemy convinces you that your life is so great, it's going to change the life of this person. And that must be why you're friends with this person. The problem with that is that that's rooted in pride. Because somehow you've become God. And now your job has become for you to change somebody's life. And that's not your problem. That is not your position. You really have to know your place. That's not your place. Your place is to be a witness. So can we witness to somebody that's interested in how we're living our lives? Yes. But when the person is only interested in showing you how they're living theirs, this is where we start swaying over to the dark side. Is everybody following me what I'm saying? Right? So what happens is you're trying to live a life of Jesus. They're trying to live a life of sin. They're not interested in your Jesus. They're not interested in your God. You're still interested in the relationship. They know that they can get a lot of friends somewhere else. So they start telling you, hey, I'm not interested in this Bible thumping and this Jesus loving. I'm not interested in that. But you know what? Let me show you this Playboy magazine. Let me show you this pornography site I've been on. And let me show you this, you know, the tactics that I do to, you know, this masturbation. Let me show you this perversion. Okay. And what happens is little by little, we start ending up on that side because we're trying to keep a friend. But my question to you is, were they a friend to begin with? Yes or no? No. Why is this important? Because it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. These foxes will come in. Their job is to come in and convince you, you don't need God. You don't need Jesus. That's their job. Their job is to come into your garden that you've been working on with the Lord side by side with the Holy Spirit and trample on what's flowering your garden, on the flowers of your garden, on the fruits of your garden. They're there to spoil it. They're there to destroy it. They're there to trample on it. And the thing is, we gave them access. It doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that they, that they invaded as if they were not. No, we gave them access to this garden. And how did we do that? Because we've convinced ourselves that somehow our life is a witness, but they're not interested in being witnessed to. You have to know your tribe. You got to know the people God has called you to. You got to know the people that God has called you to walk with. Because let me tell you something. It ain't, it's not everybody. Okay. How do I reset my life from this point? I've acknowledged there are people in my life. There are some friends in my life that I really shouldn't be hanging with, that I really shouldn't be talking to, right? Why? How did you make this evaluation? Well, when you are with them, do you change who you are? Yes, that's not a friend. When you're with them, do you start cussing and, and listening to things and watching things and doing things that aren't, that don't, you know, don't make God happy? 
Yes, that's not a friend. If you had a friend in Christ, when you're doing something, that friend is going to come to you and he's going to say, hey, we don't do that. We don't lie. We don't cheat. We don't steal. We don't talk like that. I don't like that kind of talk. Do me a favor. Don't cuss in front of me because I don't like it. That's a friend. He's going to come to you or she's going to come to you and she's going to say, you know what? This ain't good. I like you. I want to hang with you, but I can't do it as long as you're doing this stuff. But if you want to come over and hang with me over here, no problem. And I know the kids have had these experiences already where they've had to tell their friends, old friends, listen, we don't talk like that. When you're around us, can you not cuss? Because we don't like it. And you know what ends up happening eventually? Those friends fade away because they really weren't friends. You got to watch your garden. You got to watch who you give access to, to your garden. Are the people that you are walking with that you call friends spoiling the fruit of your garden? Are they spoiling it? Are they trampling on your garden? Are you following them instead of being a witness to them? Okay, let's go back to this place. How do I reset my life? You start doing an inventory. That's how you do it. You go back and you start looking at the people that you're connected to. Okay, I talk to you every day. I talk to you every day. I talk to you. And you take an inventory and you do an evaluation on the people that you have given access to in your life. And it doesn't matter who they are. Okay. Did I give access to this person in my life? Okay. Is this person in my life that I've given access to giving me life? Are they giving me positivity? Are they giving me, or am I able to communicate in the language that I live by? Or when I, am I, when I'm around them, am I being persuaded to not live a Christian life? Those are the two sides. Is this friend in my life bringing me closer to Jesus or are they bringing me away from, or are they taking me away from Jesus? The only evaluation we have, Right. I was talking to someone yesterday and I said, we either are or we aren't, right? It's either yes or it's no. It's either black or it's white. We like to sit too much in the middle sometimes because the middle gives us permission to continually give an excuse that we're on our way, but we haven't gotten there. Oh, I'm trying to save money. No, you're not. You either are or you're not. You're either saving money or you're not. If you're going to save money, save money. If you're not going to do it, don't do it. But don't say that you're trying to when really that's just an excuse for you not having to admit that you have it. And you're not really trying. Right? So to end this lesson, they either are your friends or they're not. And you're going to need to make an inventory and a list because they're either leading you closer to Jesus or away from. And remember, yes, I understand that you may be the only Jesus they have in their life. I get that. But they have to be willing to be a witness first. They have to be willing to observe first. They have to be willing to hear about you. And here's another thing. If you have friends in your life and they don't know that you're a Christian, that's a problem. 
They don't know that you live a Christian life. They don't know this. They're shocked by that. That's going to make me question your life. As I bring this to a close, remember what I said. Take an inventory of the people in your life. There are foxes in your life that are spoiling the vine. Who are they? Point them out and then get rid of them. And ask, you can ask God, how do I separate from this person, Lord? This person is not good for me. Every time I'm around this person, I always want to curse. That's not a good relationship for me. Every time around this person, they're always, I'm, I'm always in a place of, you know, wanting to listen to music. I shouldn't be listening to watching movies. I don't want to watch to, you know, talk in a way that I don't want to talk. That's not a friend. And listen, maybe it's because you're not strong enough yet. Maybe in this season of your life, you don't need to have friends. Maybe the only friend you need to have is Jesus. So that you can gain a better perspective so that you can be solid in Jesus before you start having relationship with people. Because if we are in a relationship where we are easily persuaded to be something other than what God has called us to be, that should be a red flag. There should be alarms going off in you. If someone can come into your life and easily persuade you away from God. Well, here we are again, and I pray that you enjoyed this teaching and you were engaged by the presence of the Holy Spirit. What a word we got today. Do me a favor and share this with your friends and your family, especially those in the age group for the Arise, Timothys and Sarahs. This is a word we need to hear in this hour. I also want to direct you to my link for other resources. If you like to read, go to ApostleSoniaBooks.com. And Sonia is spelled S-O-N-Y-A. I believe there'll be something there for you. Well, until next time on The Voice of Reason. Thanks for tuning in to The Voice of Reason podcast with Dr. Sonia Thompson. We solicit your prayers and support. Please visit our website at www.ariseministriesintl.com for more information about our products, ministry, or to submit your prayer request. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook at Arise Ministries INTL. Be sure to tune in again next week with The Voice of Reason.